Introduce us, Albert. What's up, John? <laughs> Not much. What are you? Do- what are you doing? Notes. 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 I like it. Welcome to the Blue Collar Podcast. And today we have another guest. So lucky listeners, you get two guests in a row. It's a nice little break from just listening to us ramble on and on. But today we decided to bring in my lovely wife, Haley. I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Haley. You need to talk louder, wife. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Don't eat the microphone, just talk into it very loud. Just eat it. (laughs) Right, fine. Pretty close, but not quite. What do I say? Whatever (laughs) you want. I don't know what to say. Whatever you want. I'm the backbone to this guy here that you hear every day. I know you got lots to say besides that. That's it. (laughs) That's a lie. That's that's it. That's all I got. But all right, guys. So we're going to have Haley here this time, and we're going to talk to her about some some stuff. She's got more to say than she leads on to believe. Just got to warm her up a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) But make sure you guys are following on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Instagram, the underscore blue collar underscore syndicate. Facebook, the Blue Collar Syndicate Podcast. TikTok, Blue Collar Syndicate Pod. And there you go, guys. So, uh, last episode, we had John's girlfriend, Stacy, on. She told us all about kind of the world of photography and getting into photography and how that whole system and ecosphere kind of works. And And why you're spending $5,000 on a photographer. And why photographers are expensive. It definitely was an enlightening one, especially if you got a wedding or something coming up. Think about it. But this episode's kind of uh, an opposite. So my wife is a stay-at-home wife. She also runs the back half of our small little trucking company while dealing with our two little terrorists all simultaneously. And now I do everything I can to make our life as easy as possible. Easy as possible, for sure. So, why don't you tell us what you like about running the back end of the business and what you don't like? Oh, it's all the purposes. All the purposefulness I get from it. Yeah. Um, the joys. The joys, right? <laughs> I don't do this for a living, obviously. You're fine. Yeah. Use your getting mad at the child voice. It's okay. I don't I don't have that voice. Just keep the mic nice and close <clears throat> and keep it pointed at you. At me. Don't don't talk over here. <laughs> or over here. <laughs> talk to us. Anyways. And talk loud. <laughs> what was it like when Albert said we're starting a business and I'm leaving and then all of a sudden pandemic and you're at home no it was like multiple steps like babe i think i'm gonna drive drive for a living i'm gonna do this hot shotting okay babe go drive your heart out but little did i know there's carrier packets and brokers and negotiations all while simultaneously breastfeeding a child wait i wasn't even i was gonna say you weren't breastfeeding you're pregnant (laughs) i was pregnant so i had all the emotions of hey you know, you're too new. You can't do this job. Yeah. What emotions? What Pregnant do you mean? Pregnant hormones emotions. <laughs> Those exist. 
those are ninety percent of a woman, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Were you excited or not excited? Very nervous. I didn't enjoy sending you out in the world every day, keeping you out for weeks on end. Mm. I feel like that's a lie. It's not a lie. <laughs> I feel like you enjoyed the peace and quiet. No, because I got the phone calls of, fuck this, fuck that. <laughs> this is done. This is all hell. That never happened. No, <laughs> never. It was uh, not uh, bells and whistles, as you would say. A few speed bumps along the way? few, for sure. A cliff here and there. <laughs> no? No. No. Smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. Just kidding. So why don't you elaborate a little bit on the having to deal with somebody like as a wife or a spouse or a girlfriend when when I came to you and was like, yeah, we're going to do this. Let's try it. The best thing I can say is be supportive. And that's the best best thing you could do. If they fail, they fail. And you didn't get in the way and you did support them. And if they did succeed, you were also there supporting them. But did you ever want to be like, no, you should just go work for someone else. I mean, that's easy and consistency, right? Everybody wants the easy, consistent life. That's why being self-employed isn't for the weak of heart. <laughs> Say it like you mean it, Jeez. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can't wear your feelings on your shoulder, for sure. So why don't you back up from there then and tell us... Uh, so, way back in the day when I was in the oil field, how does it compare now to when I was at those jobs where I was working 90, 100 hours a week? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it a draw? Uh, It's a draw because I don't see you. Just, I actually see you more now, but it's stressful seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't make sense to people, but now I see you and now we're not making money. So when you're here, we're not making money, right? Or if you're here, you're fixing something, which is stressful because it's broken. So, I mean, the way you say that, it sounds like it's worse. <laughs> it is. What was bad about working nine, 80, 90, 100 hours a week? I could spin my feelings at the stores. <laughs> 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 Don't be too honest now, I geez. Know. Thanks. <laughs> the great answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's say it, if you if you had someone come to you and want to, you know, ask, like, say you had a friend, she came to you and said, "My husband wants to start some kind of business," and it's. Uh, maybe not a similar business, but it's a similar situation. Like it's like in our situation, we, I pushed us both in feet first. Mm -hmm. Like there was no getting our toes wet. It was all or nothing. Yeah. Let's go go use credit cards (laughs) and money we don't have and try this out. Would you, what would you tell a friend who was looking at the same situation? Would you encourage it, discourage it? 
Um, I feel like I would discourage it. Why? Because it's not, it's not easy. But then, that, that then struggle makes break somebody. Then you have exactly. So then you have, like, what if their relationship isn't good enough? Then it's gonna just severely fracture it even more instead of building what they were trying to build. It's but, hard work. But I mean, at that point, if if their relationship isn't good at, at a as a, you know at the beginning and then it gets worse, it's kind of a good thing then because if it was already bad, do you want to stay with that sort of person? Well, maybe it's just a newer relationship, and they—it's not for the weak-minded, isn't it? Isn't they weren't said? ready for it. Maybe get fucking ready. Get ready. <laughs> get fucking ready. That's what he says. He says, "Be ruthless." Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, we were at our company Christmas party the other night yeah. for my for my my company, and uh, one of the guys was the sons was given a a speech or saying thank you and all that, and I was sitting right up front. Look at him, and then he he ended the things with the with they ended his speech just saying just get out there and rock. And I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> nice, <laughs> perfect. So why don't you tell us about the struggles of? Okay, so you, we're hinting at all the business side, but what about the you kind of started touching on it the relationship side? What do you think is the the pros and cons to trying to do all these, this type of self-employed type of stuff on the relationship itself. Like, what do you think you need? What do you think you don't need? What do you think people need to work on? Communication, obviously. And not just listening, but actually understanding when they speak. Like my husband will talk all day and I don't no, understand <laughs> all of it. And so, you know, that's, that's a miscommunication right there on my part. But I mean, he can talk, right? You guys know this. No. I hardly that's, talk. That's kind of the reason why there's a podcast, so he has somewhere to talk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, definitely communication. Yeah. What about like the emotions? The, Set your emotions aside. Oh my god, there's. You have to you have to keep some emotions, obviously, but take some away for sure. So, which ones do you need to take away? Do you need to put on, like? Uh, do you ever find yourself saying, okay, like, I know I have, I've had to do this with, with us before. Like, I'm, I got to talk to you as a boss for a second. Yes. You, you clearly have to make that mental note. Like this is not wife, wife right now. This is business partner, office lady. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, that That is a good point. You know, just that way they, the receiving end knows, you know, I'm, I'm not coming at you as a husband. I'm coming at you as a boss so we can work this Keep out. Keep your personal feelings aside. Yes. Yeah. And how does that relate with having the kids in the background the whole time? It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> um, my children like to yell and scream nonstop. And then Tucker will take toys from Forrest and Forrest will scream bloody murder all day long. <laughs> so how do you deal with that? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the gym. <laughs> burn off my stress and feelings. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I've talked about it on the show before about how you're a fucking gym addict now. And it's all my fault, selfishly, because I pushed you into going to the gym thinking it would make me go to the gym more. And now it's become... 
this thing where it's like <sighs> I ra- it, I rage out a little a, a when little, I don't get when I don't get gym time. You get a little PM <laughs> you get a little PMSy when gym time doesn't happen. So I apparently really enjoy the endorphins I get from going to the gym. The dopamine. The dopamine. There you go. Um the uh hour of complete solitude from my children i don't have to answer to anybody but myself well and the drop-in ladies who call and say tucker has to go to the bathroom again for the hundredth time (laughs) it's fun it's fine but yeah i uh he's right i rage out when i don't go to the gym i took two weeks off for december and him and the kids are already like let's go back to no yelling (laughs) (laughs) can we have a no yelling household we've been having a dart gun nerf gun (laughs) war for like three days and it's a little stress relieving just to shoot someone (laughs) (laughs) just like shoot somebody in the face with a nerf dart (laughs) yeah kids have gotten shot so much this is fun in games a hundred like nine actually it's like 98 percent. it's two percent taking a little anger out when she turns the corner and i shot her right in the face with a nerf gun <laughs> like yeah that was solely out of entertainment i feel like I need a to little bit of anger now. a little bit of anger highly recommend the nerf gun <laughs> yeah also because you can shoot your kids in the face you gotta be careful though some of these new nerf guns they got a little bit of oomph behind them you gotta be a little careful can't just can't go too crazy with them so why don't you tell other people listening about the working out thing? Cause I find it kind of interesting because me and John have had this conversation before where for me, working out has always been an aesthetic thing. I just want to look cool. Like I've, it's never been a thing I like to do. It's never been like a, I need to relieve stress. Let me go do something like, or I'm, I'm cooped up and I need to burn energy. I've never had that. It's always, I've had to force it every percent of the way, no matter what, like there's not a single part of it. I enjoy except for the idea of looking like liver King. <laughs> yeah. And I enjoy the gym. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I go stir crazy. Not, not, not maybe as bad as you, but I go stir crazy when I can't go. For I don't believe days. that. We're gonna have to get Stacy back here. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> I don't believe that. We're gonna have to get Stacy back here. You at least get like silence though. Like the gym is my silence. It's weird to imagine the gym, but that's like my silence. Well, cause you've talked about being in the hotel or being, you know, when you're up in Montana, like I'm just going to start doing burpees cause I need to do something. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just going to, I'm just saying, I bet you Stacy can see that winding up in you before yeah. you actually do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because there was that, that first day when we were sitting there and I was like, all right, well, we're just sitting here not doing nothing. <laughs> this is fucking fun. Played card games all day. And there's a gym right down the road, but I don't have a membership. And we took her car. I was like, well, I can't go to the fucking gym. <laughs> and so I didn't go the first day. And the second day, I said, give me a fucking dumbbell. And luckily, uh, my brother-in-law, Ryan, had some 25-pound dumbbells. So I started doing fucking curls. I started doing lunges, push-ups, and all sorts of shit. And I was like, I'm doing this in the bedroom. I don't give a fuck. It's happening. Yeah. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is that's an urge I've never had. Yeah, but I, I get it for, for you, Haley. Like, you put your headphones in, and all of, like, obviously, I don't have kids that go, Mom, Mom, yeah, Mom. And then day. you put the headphones, and all of a sudden, it's like nothing. Silence. <laughs> My only hour of the day that is pure silence. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, when she doesn't get to go to the gym, you would have thought I had, like, the worst ED ever. And it would just, you get that sad face look from her. Like, really? <laughs> nothing? I don't know nothing now? That's, that's the same look when she can't go to the gym. That's the same look. 
<laughs> it's rough. I need the gym. So, but why don't you tell people? I guess if hopefully there's some other women listening to this, especially since our first two guests have been women. Yeah, that is crazy to think. But why don't you tell them? I think there's a lot of women, especially in like. So I consider us all in this area. You know, our friend group, our friend circles. We're all blue collar class people. Yeah. I don't think any of our friends are stock trading millionaires. Uh, and I do think there is a, even though it contradicts what I say, how it, it never does, it never flips a switch for me. I think there's a lot of people who don't realize it will flip a switch for them, but they don't even bother to try it. Like you for a long time, you were like, I don't want to go to the gym. There's people like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> avoid the people and go anyways. It's fine. You don't have to make eye contact. Right? <laughs> Especially when you put headphones in, you just, yeah. you, you, you tune everything out and you're in your, yep. you're in your own world. Uh, the machines aren't as scary as they look, right? They have pictures that show you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you do it wrong for the first <laughs> month and your husband's with you finally for once and he's like, no, not even kind of. Uh, so that happens also. What machine was that? The ab and back machine. What What were you doing on it? I was just doing the back and I didn't know you can do it forward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was working my abs the entire time. Just my back. It's fine. Yeah. She's just pushing on it, strengthening her back. That one where you push on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pull on it with your core. Mm-hmm. She just pushed. And she's like, working on my abs. It's like, that's just your back. <laughs> you got like, no to pull with your core to do the other way. <laughs> so no matter how green you are, it's fine. <clears throat> There's You're always gonna, somebody worse than you. Yeah, there's literally always someone worse. Yeah. It's always somebody's first time going to the gym too. Yeah. I know when I go, you can always <clears throat> see the the, noob, the newbie there. But there's no need to make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. They're there to do something. So do, do you think it is important for the stress relieving as a business owner or as a mom? Like 100%, who do, who 100% do you, both need it. Facts. Okay. But do you, do you think everybody like, let's say there's somebody out there who's just a mom with two little terrorists. Yes. Go to the gym. They have mornings. You can go in the mornings and drop off. Apparently drop off, I've mentioned yeah. this to someone else who has some kids and they're like, what the hell's a drop off? It's like, dude, like all these rec centers have drop offs. Like, really? You mm-hmm. get a month membership or a punch card and you can drop your kids off for however long they're open. They're usually like two hour spans. Yeah. Which is plenty plenty you can swim for an hour and then go work out do you swim for an hour no (laughs) (laughs) but the rec center is getting a sauna so maybe i can sit in the sauna interesting Mm -hmm. yeah they're doing a they're um financing or fundraising to do an expansion gotcha in the works for next year already or this year already this year this year yeah i mean whether or not you you like the gym or not someone needs to find some sort of stress reliever even if it turns into going outside and crocheting it's it's a good habit a good way to disconnect good way to disconnect it's a good way to burn stress yeah so i guess outside of the working out i mean i feel like people probably get the point like you might not want to do it but do it anyways rip the band-aid off rip the band-aid off you might enjoy it like Haley did Try CrossFit, try free weights, try all sorts of different things. All the things. Yeah. So I guess back to the working life, there's been questions that are probably relevant that maybe you could answer better, but like the one we glossed over a little earlier, you know, I've had all, I've mentioned on the show before, I've had all the jobs, 
like when we were young and we lived with uh my uncle across town we had that uh that time that short little period where i was working at the machine shop and i was it was a 40 hour 40 hour job it wasn't you know it wasn't mcdonald's money but it definitely was far from oil filled money like i phrased it as we had uh we had enough money to be able to go to applebee's yeah like we weren't starving but we weren't you know going on vacations either we had beer money and applebee's money at the end of the week if we if we budgeted just right and i've had those jobs uh like that first year I worked at the, after Halliburton, well, even at Halliburton, there was a, I was doing permanent nights. So I was always on night shift and you, you ended up quitting your job and then you kind of worked my shift with me. You kind of converted to being awake at night and sleeping during the day. Good thing about being uh, unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Just run your shifts with you. And then that first year at the service company after Halliburton where I had six days off the entire year and I was working an average of a hundred hours a week, if not more. Yeah. And I've had, you know, the next job, which was the middle of those two, it was 50, 60 hours a week, occasional Saturdays, little more than Applebee's money, but not quite anything. It wasn't definitely wasn't 150 grand a year, like the old job. So where do you feel was the best place prior to us starting a business. Do you feel, do you feel it was harder to be, like I always hear these Instagram little videos that say like every girl wants a rich man, but they don't want a busy man. Yeah. And I feel like I embodied that fully up until my late twenties. I was, I was either busy and rich or not busy and broke. Yeah. There was no in between. Yeah. So where did, what were your feelings through all those roller coasters? That's a hard one. Cause I kind of like you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I always wanted to spend more time with you. Even if we were broken, living in a box under the bridge, like I would rather spend time with you than having six days off. And six of those days were at the lake that we planned every year. That was, was it was four. 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 The other two were the other two were your birthday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Freaking Blackhawk. Yeah. <laughs> good times. See? But see that's what you always say at the end, good times. Right. You know, it is nice when you can go when you're I don't know how old we were, twenty one, twenty two? Probably like twenty one, twenty two, for yeah. sure. And go to the casino and act like fucking baller stock traders for two days <laughs> and just <laughs> dump three grand and not care i cared let me tell you yeah sure you did you didn't <laughs> stop me from going to the atm a few more times <laughs> i mean you were stuck you managed to lose almost as much as i did on penny slots i just went big or went home fast <laughs> i've been told i'm a go big or go home real quick kind of guy i'll put 30 40 50 bucks in the slot machine i'll hit max bet and if i if i if i lost it in seconds Okay. I went to the blackjack table and was just like, those chips are way too easy. Five dollars. Oh, yeah. Five dollars, ten dollars. About ten minutes later, it's fifty dollars, hundred dollars, and then it got to like five hundred dollar bets. Oh Jesus! And then I was out, and then she's over there on penny slots, like one line at a time. <laughs> and no, I'm max. You know, max betting that you're playing one line. She'd play like one or two lines, doing? and she, oh, my she'd get all mad because I'd run over there and hit the button for like twenty lines. She's like, damn it. <laughs> Who yeah, knows? yeah. When you Who when knows? you up that bet line, you you you're now playing like twenty lines, 
and increasing your odds instead of that one single line right there. That makes so much sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess, <but laughs> anyway, what I was trying to get at was, since you've seen it all, what do you recommend to other, you know, women on the other side? Do yep. you... Do you put up with the busy man with money or do you deal with the broke man that doesn't with a lot of time? Oh, so deal with right? the deal with the busy man who's rich. So hopefully he'll be rich <laughs> enough that he can have time, right? I feel. I mean, I mean that's the that's the dream. Right? It comes out a little crass, but I think people I feel like when people say like Oh, it's just it's just me and you. Even if we have to live in a box under a bridge, I feel like that's bullshit. Like you're just trying to comfort your your uh, your suck. I was your told suck. that in my marriage. Yeah, I didn't want, I didn't believe it. But you get what I'm saying, though. Like people say that, like I'll be happy no matter what, and it's like, no, you won't. <laughs> like, in the slums of it, you probably won't be too happy. Well, right? there's a that i can't remember that guy's name he's on instagram a lot he's an old guy cusses a lot he's a billionaire fucking love him i'll have to i'll have to look him up one of these times so i can actually give him credit but he he talks about when he's all people say money can't buy happiness that's fucking bullshit it is because rice and beans ain't gonna get you very far exactly and he says things like you know money buys you the ability to go donate your time at a soup kitchen money buys you the time to be able to take time off of work and take your kids on a vacation and make a memory I think poor people say money do- money doesn't buy happiness. Some rich people try to preach it to you too, though. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we heard that on that business podcast? Mm-hmm. They That's talk true. about like, oh, I'm, it has like, nothing to do with our success that makes us happy. It's the fact that I go to the gym and do 75 hard 58 times a year that makes me happy. It's like, like the old Daniel Tosh joke. Have you ever seen a sad person on a sea do? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, well, it's as simple as like that one country song where he goes... Uh, where he's all talking... My achy, breaky heart? No. I'm <laughs> 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 going all Billy Ray here. No, what's his face? He's like, money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you a boat. But it can buy you yeah. a boat. And then you can buy a boat and you can drink a beer on your boat and go fishing with your family type of shit. Okay. Because that's that's the truth. And I feel like a lot of people say shit like that, especially couples. Because I see couples fuck themselves over a lot. Like I see... I've seen friends and their relationships where the wife doesn't want them working so much but they don't want to change spending habits to adjust for not working so much. Mm-hmm. Or the husband's just as bad. He he doesn't want to work as much. He'll take a job working less, but he'll still go buy wheels for his truck and dirt bikes and four-wheelers and God knows what else. Yeah. Yeah, it's, all, it all, it's also like what we were talking about, you know, having that, like, out-of-town money, and then you put yourself in this, you know, I have bills that cost five grand a month, so I'm now stuck working at this job. Yeah. Or start selling shit so I can go work somewhere else. You live so far above your means. Yeah. 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 People, but I just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of guys try to hold themselves back because of their wife. And I don't know if that's always accurate. Like, is that, is really their wife holding them back or is that just their excuse for holding themselves back? Or does the wife need a, like someone need to explain something? Because I think there's a lot of, I feel like there's probably a lot of women who feel the whole, we'll be happy without money, we'll be happy without shit, and it's like that's not true. Like you don't realize how much, how much, m- how much you're gonna bitch at me for not having money to pay the mortgage, or even if even it's stressful, e- <laughs> even if you're not a wife bitching about the mortgage, you don't realize how comfortable you are where you are. You yeah. don't realize how uncomfortable it is even lower. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
You know, you're just like, oh, it's fine. We can move to an apartment. You know, say, say you're running a house and I've, I've seen guys on jobs like complain or say that their wife wants them home more. This is too many hours. So this isn't the oil field, right? One of the things they tell you when you start at Halliburton, the divorce rate at Halliburton is over 80%. That's an interesting fact, or not like fact, that's interesting that a company is going to put that out there so they are aware of it. They put I it out there. People during, should do that. Yeah, they put it out there during their onboarding process. During, that's a smart move. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's over 80% yeah. is a divorce rate. Yeah. And they tell you that, like you said, some people think it's like, oh, that's because you're a shitty company. You don't care about family. No, they're preparing you because the job is the job. Yeah. And you're coming there to do that job. Yeah. So they're preparing you what you're going to be looking forward yeah. to. We're not hiring you to work a part-time job. Well, they don't want to invest. They invest a good 20, 30 grand into you to train you to do the job. Mm-hmm. They don't want to lose you in three months when you're about to get a divorce because you went from working just like in my case, I went from a job that eight was to five. Yeah, I went to from a job that was eight to five Monday through Friday, maybe a Saturday once a month, mm-hmm. to a job that was now. We don't give a fuck about holidays. The, the world, our world, doesn't stop turning no matter what the clock says or what the calendar says. Yeah, this is a job where I've I worked Christmas Day, I worked Thanksgiving, I worked every holiday. I started on her birthday. It wasn't a small company where they're like, can you start on this day? And you're like, oh, it's my wife's birthday. Can I start the following week? No, this was a company that says you're starting this day or you're not starting. Yeah, here, here's your <coughs> your red coveralls. I'll see you outside exactly. after lunch. And they send you out of town to do a bunch of training off-site. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a... Anyway, I say that here. There was a lot of guys that would complain that their wife or their spouse was upset and it forced them to switch jobs. And I know me and Haley have had our arguments and our debates about clocks, time, money, all that stuff that goes into it. But I think it was a good thing that we, we both had the same long-term goals. So it made major arguments, actually just minor arguments really. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of women don't see the, the long-term, the bigger picture. Yeah. And it's hard to, when you're not the one at the job, like we've talked before too, the job life is so much different because a group of guys turns into your family. Yeah. Like when I was talking about working out of town and I had mentioned this to Haley before too and she gave me that look like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you're a dick for saying that. But what I was telling her was, it isn't that big of a deal for me to work out of town because I'm, <sighs> this is going to contradict the next point I'm going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> You're out of town. You're working with these guys. They kind of become a a little mini family, right? So you're at work with people you know. It's normal. It's just your job. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel like you're doing anything different because you're just at work. Yeah. But really, you're 600 miles away from home. Mm -hmm. So a guy, the, the heartstrings, they don't get tugged on as much when he's out of town working because he's still doing what he's signed up to do yeah where a wife her life is going to change a hundred percent when the husband's not home because there is no more seeing him in the morning seeing him at night talking to him throughout the day that all that changes drastically on the other yeah there's no no more date nights yeah all that stuff drastically changes on her end no uh help with the kids no help with the kids i mean that's no booming dad voice at five o'clock to set him straight yeah that's uh that's why i feel like a lot of women 
they get confused and they think their husband's an asshole, but he's not an asshole. He's just normal. Like our life changed 25% when we get sent out of town to work, you know, because it, we're still clocking in at six in the morning, working till five, six o'clock at night, doing the same job we always do. Yeah. And at the same time, don't think it's not hard on the guys. That's no, out I'm, of town I, I'm not saying it's nothing. I'm just saying our, how, like if you plan out your day and you got a hundred percent of a day, mm-hmm. only cause if you're at home, you're leaving your house at five in the morning to get to the job site at six, you're working 12 hours, you're clocking off, you're wrapping up at six, you're sitting in traffic for an hour or two getting home, you're eating dinner, you're spending two or three hours with your family, you're showering and going to bed. So really, you lost those three hours of your day of eating dinner and spending time with your family. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's the same. You're still going to work at six getting or at five, getting home at five or to the hotel or wherever you're staying, you're showering and going to bed you lost three hours. However, the spouse, their whole day changed Mm -hmm. because now they have to adjust everything because they don't get a morning. They don't get anyone to vent to at night. They don't get, they not, I mean, shit, they have to change how much food they're buying because there's one less mouth in the house that, you know, the whole budget changes. Just cooking separately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like 80% of their day changes were only 25% of my day changed. So it's only, it it probably affects me 25% less than it affects her. Mm -hmm. And I've mentioned that to people before because they, sometimes they come across as, oh, my husband likes working out of town. He he doesn't even care. It's not that you don't care. It's just your day didn't change as much as your day did. I I do enjoy being out of town. It was was fun. Well, not everyone has the out of town life you got to enjoy. (laughs) That is true. I, I did have it a little different. Yeah. I mean, your company was real good. I mean... My out of town is crude, crude. Like my out of town is sleeping in the backseat of a truck at truck stops. We don't get hotel rooms. We don't get weekends off. Like, you have truck stop food. Yeah. Truck stop food yeah. or cold food. Yeah. Tuna pouches. Like it's, it's not classy by any means. And that's a hundred percent my, my choice, my decision. And I, I'm fine with it. I wasn't the big on the, the bars and going out and shit like that anyway. <coughs> but my next point would be one thing my wife accused me of was going to work was a break from the kids sanity check like <laughs> silence is key and he gets like you know all day of it so <laughs> yes yes I, I still am on that point and you're still like i said then <laughs> i still think you're wrong like it's not going to work isn't a break Especially, so when this argument came up, this wasn't even when I was working for myself. This was out when I worked on the pipeline and we had our first kid and you would be like, I'd come home tired, pissed off, whatever from the day at work. And you'd be like, well, you didn't even have to spend all day with the kid. I had to spend all day with some asshole fucking inspector making me redo all my fucking work or redo this or babysitting 10 other little fucking kids trying to make sure they do their work right. Like, I told, I told you, I was like, you think I just go to work and hang out with my buddy and shoot the shit and smoke cigarettes all day and stand around and like we're drinking beers without the beers. Like that's what you think work is, is just this hangout because I happen to work with some of my friends. Mm-hmm. It's still work. It's still, yeah, it's just, it's just a different type of stress yeah. that somebody had to deal with that the other person does not know about and or doesn't know how to relate to. I and guess. I'm not invalidating your argument completely. I'm just saying it's not as drastic as you made it sound because I had the pleasure of working with one of my best friends. 
Yeah. And that's when you were like, you're just at work hanging out with so-and-so all day. And it's like, we're not just hanging out. We're fucking working. We just get to work together and talk shit a little bit. That's not like, that's not the point is my point was that you got to get away from the house and the kids. I'm still working as we're fighting. I'm still on my job. I never clock out until they're asleep. And then I'm still clocked in because they wake up having a nightmare or whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying you get to enjoy the silence of driving to work in peace. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. There there was... There's definitely that I'm little taking it and running. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely that little aspect of it for sure. But the way you brought it out originally was a lot more facetious than that. Oh yeah, you're, you were, you're just you were hanging blo- out with your buddy. Yeah. You just get just to go to work. To make you, some money you, at the same time. I think your words were you get paid to go hang out with your friends all day. Yep. I'll still <laughs> stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never mind the, you know, six foot muddy hole we're working in and how I had to hold a 90 pound fucking pup for a welder for 20 minutes so he could find his fucking rods and get something tacked together. And it was raining and snowing and shitty and didn't get my lunch. How to work, how to walk, work, walk to work uphill both uphill ways. Uphill both ways <laughs> yeah. with no <Snow>. shoes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Never mind. I almost died. Yeah. God. Let's be dramatic. Now I know where my son gets it. <laughs> Come on. Don't make me start pulling it out from you. Uh, let's not even go there. Yeah. Definitely gets it from you. So anyway... What else you want to say? I got nothing. Oh, you're full you of it. Know, I just live this simple life. What, what would you say to other... Uh, I guess it would just be... I mean, it's it's hard to say women, but peop- the the partner that's at home working, you know, the back end with kids, maybe not kids. What would you say to them as like encouragement or help them push through? Be supportive and pick up hobbies. Let's be honest. Hobbies save you. Your hobbies need to lead to a blue collar syndicate table. I know. Your hobbies need to lead to less fucking sawdust in my garage. (laughs) This man has kicked me out of the shop and this is my shop and I spend more time than he does. So. So now tell me she doesn't really enjoy sending me out on the road. (laughs) I I have good reason to send him out on the road. Yeah. I get little pictures at 11 o'clock at night and she's in a little dust mask with sawdust all over my shop floor just and it says oops Oops. (laughs) my bad she she spelt oops with sawdust (laughs) (laughs) you know how you guys have creative ways to say send nudes i have creative ways of saying "Uh (laughs) uh-oh something happened like this table was a free find i said oh no i accidentally picked up a free table and chairs I'm surprised it doesn't have like cool blue collar syndicate lettering Man. and neon lights and what's that liquid stuff that people put epoxy. on epoxy yeah epoxy and all that stuff. I'm surprised that it's oh, not been decked out. I yet. had so much like ambition to do this, and then he said, "Don't you dare sand in my shop." So I'm a fair weather hobby right now. And she's also <laughs> she's also bending the truth she had big ambitions of selling her table and remaking this one for her it's and, bigger i have a big and then family. maybe getting us another yeah i mean i don't i'm fine with that because we just found out having three people on the show we might need a bigger table a bigger th- table we just need a studio Seems and everybody fine. needs to agree and get on board with this i'm on board all right i mean I, it's not at my house so i'm fine with it <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I had something I was going to ask you. What do you think? I went on a little rant a while back about it was on an episode. Fair, fair warning. I edited it out because I decided we needed to do a full episode on children. But I was telling John, you're kind of a rarity, which is weird. The fact that you're a mom and a stay-at-home wife and helping with a small business. It's in my blood, right? Well, yeah, but look at look at what's in your blood, though. That's two generations old now. It skipped two or three already. Yeah, that's true. By now, I mean, that used to be normal. Now it's pretty rare. Like, look at most of our f- friends that have kids. Almost all of them, both parents work. Yeah. And some of them probably have good reasons. Some of them, I think... They're running from the children, obviously. I wouldn't say they're running from the children, but they're just inventing reasons that they think they need to work. Yeah. I mean, everyone wants to hang out with their kids, but um, distance grows the heart fonder. Yeah. But does that... Like, how do you feel about being rare? Like, do you think that's weird? I don't think I'm rare. <laughs> tell me one. O- tell me one other I'm person just, we know with kids and stays at home. Everybody does it, don't they? <laughs> no. It's, yeah, it's it's hard to think of. Well, you know, all of our friends that have kids and like one of them stays home. Yeah. It, to because, me, it seems you know, like society. Inflation and con- or yeah. It seems to me. I don't even think it's inflation and cost of living. I mean, that doesn't help. It's our don't, society. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I think our society has pushed your your current role into like a negative thing. Like women... Women empowering that you need to be out there having a yeah, job. Yeah, you need, to, be, you need you to have a career. You're not, you're not a strong, independent woman if you're just a stay-at-home mom. That's what right? I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like there's probably a lot of women looking down on you like, oh, she's just a stay-at-home yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. There's... How, do you, how does that make you feel? I feel... Like pen and paper. Out, <laughs> outraged, obviously. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying every career woman is down looking upon somebody like you, but I do think uh, over time, it's become a na- almost a negative thing. It's not even that. It's most mostly just both parents have to work. Otherwise, they can't, you know. I don't think that's true. I mean, I don't want to drop names on this podcast, but... I know we have. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I know we have four friends, right? One one solely works just to pay for a daycare because daycare is outrageous, right? Uh, So So maybe if you didn't work, then you could just be at home and not have the daycare. But then your sanity's gone because. Yeah, but now who's raising your kids? But yeah, then go to the gym I and mean, drop off. There's that. So yeah, go back to drop off. But I'm not even saying that, and I don't, I'm not even saying it's their fault. Or I, I even have a hundred percent of the information, and then I'm even right in what I'm saying. No, yeah. I'm just saying, it, to me, looking at how women are looked at these days, I see a lot of issues. And one of the issues I've seen is women need to have a career. Like there's a women empowerment they need the thing. Purpose there's other a women being a mom. Women don't get mad at me. <laughs> there's I a women empowerment thing that I think has gone too far Yeah, because now I feel like if you're a stay at home mom, you're kind of looked down upon by the career women or other women who think you should be doing even more. And I don't think they've realized how much you actually do. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted you're a good mix of both cause you're running the back half of our business, but even if you weren't, it's not like you wouldn't have other shit to do. Yeah. I would always have something to do. More hobbies and more sawdust. More sawdust. 
A little more time with the kids. Yeah. More time with the kids. So it takes, so just based on our kids alone, Tucker, you know, I didn't run a business with Tucker. So I was able to, you know, spend 24-7 with him. So he was fully potty trained before he was two. You know, he was a well-loved kid. Enforced. I mean, he's still a well-loved kid, but he's not going to be potty trained by the time he's two. Because yeah. I don't have that time. I'll have to schedule it in. Take a whole week off of I, I think you're putting a little too much pressure on yourself for that. Those I mean, kids are entirely different kids. <laughs> they are different kids, but one is as a mom, I'm going to take credit for <laughs> shit. Well, yeah, but it, they are completely different. Yeah. There is one that is clearly a much more terrible terrorist than the other. I have a refrigerator and a gentle giant. Yeah. For now. <laughs> no, so, uh, what I, no, I was just, I was just trying to say. Uh, do you think women should be more stay at home with their kids, or do you think they should go out and empower themselves, or uh, I don't, I don't know, go out and have a job and stay away from their kids? It's fifty fifty. It's a it's a well balanced line. I feel like you can have the job, but as long as it doesn't interfere with raising your kids. And I think that's where people are getting shit crossed up. Is a lot of it. So, like, when my parents worked when I was kids, one parent worked days, one worked nights. Yeah. That is super fucking inconvenient for everyone. Don't get me wrong. But that was the only way there could always be a parent with the kids. Yeah. And that was a hard sacrifice they made for a lot of years. And now what I see is people are more and more okay with just sending them off to the babysitter and then no parent is with the kids for half the day. Yeah. And, like, uh, I've talked with other people before, like, your babysitter might be great. Maybe you have an awesome babysitter, which those are out there for sure. Or you could have a shitty one and not know it, and you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. But you also have a daycare where there's 10 other kids. And as we see with our two kids... They pick up what the other kids are putting down. Exactly. And it is not okay. It, it, it can be really bad. Yeah. So, I mean, all I was getting at is I I look around and nobody... I'm uh, My circle's not very big. You know, our circle isn't that big. No. But I don't see anybody else kind of doing what you're doing. And even on like a macro scale, when 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 you read the news and stuff, everybody's career woman this, career woman that, and it's like the whole being a stay-at-home mom, whether you're helping run a small company or not, has just become a last resort. And I really think it should be a first resort. Yeah, I think until your kids hit a certain age, you sh- you should want to be with them more often than not. Yeah. Like maybe five or seven or something. I feel like if you're having kids, you should definitely be there to raise them, right? Oh well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, my opinion is probably a lot more brutish, brutish than most. Yeah. But I do see, like I said, I just I find it interesting that it seems like you're rare. And 20 years ago, you would have been one of a billion. One of a billion. Now you're one in a billion. Yeah, it's it's our society and technology honestly technology oh technology has oh, yeah. everything to do with it <laughs> oh yeah i think so like what well you i mean we have all these social platforms and everyone has a voice everyone has an opinion and if we're on the woman's subject i mean there's you can find you can go down the rabbit hole of all these women saying girl you need to get the fuck out that house and go have a job and do this and that and fuck them kids or you know whatever whatever mm-hmm. they find and it's all over the place it's just like trying to make sure your kids don't find fucking bad things on youtube 
Yeah. Um, I also think, like we said, as a, as a society, people love labeling. So when we say like career woman and stay at home mom, or even just like when there's crime, we, we always point to the color of someone's skin. Mm-hmm. We, we go to their heritage and things like that. We just can't say fucking Albert did yeah. an amazing thing. No, there's, we have there's to like say, five Haley, labels the stay at home yeah. mom slash stay at home business wife, you know, did X and X. We have to say this person of this skin color went and did this. We, right. you know, All the we, we have to label yeah. something and with everything. Yeah. You can't just be plain and simple. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then they change the definition of everything every five minutes. What is a woman, Albert? <laughs> uh, <laughs> somebody who has the anatomy to grow another human being inside of them. You literally cannot take away womanhood. Like, if you cannot push a nine-pound baby out of your hoo-ha, you are not able to be You're not claiming to <laughs> be a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, people are always extreme. Like, they would take what you just said right there and be like, well, I have this problem, so I had to have a C-section. So you're saying I'm not a woman. And people don't say, like, you, you're missing the... You're missing the whole point. You're missing yeah. the generalization. The generalization is a... They took it way too literal. What yeah. did Dave Chappelle say? We all came from one. Yeah. yeah. Every human being on this earth came from one. Yeah. If you can't grow another one, then you're not one of them. Yeah. That, yeah, very, very good point. You, know. you don't see dudes pissing them out. Yeah. And they're all, you know, you always get that one person who says, well, what about that one person who, you know, can't have kids because they have a, a problem in their stomach or the uterus that's a very small exception to the generalization which is all it is she's still definitely a woman there's still one exception that is undeniable Mm -hmm. if you have a pair of nuts a baby ain't never coming out between your legs no matter what you do (laughs) with the nuts yeah but no i mean like i said i just i was it's borderline fascinating to me i i just i always wonder like when did being a stay-at-home mom become like such a negative thing well like a thing like it seems like people think they have to settle for it it's like you should want to do it yeah you know if 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 your husband makes enough money or you can adjust your style of living a little bit so you don't have to work or if you have to work why do you have to do it at your convenience instead of your kids convenience if you have to work why is one of you not working nights and one of you working days why are you both working days shit like that yeah, and then I think when you said someone has a job just to pay for daycare, that sounds very pointless. It happens a lot, dude, because daycare is so expensive now. Daycare well, yeah. is so no, expensive. No, I mean, I get that, but if, yeah. you're ha- if, you're getting, if you're going out to take a job just to pay for daycare, why take the job and put the kids in daycare? Well, because nobody is exactly at that point. No one is exactly doing a one-to-one trade working for daycare. Yeah, you so know, you're, but, still, you're still making but let's say, a little something. This is what I okay. tried to point out to somebody a while back. Is there like, I need to work, but then I'm going to have to pay, it's like 800 bucks a week for daycare. Yeah. So I was like, okay, 800 bucks a week, how much are you going to make? Oh, I'm going to make like 1200 So you're really working a whole week to make $400. Yeah. Is there not a way you can save $400 or what? Like how much more money do you need in your house? Well, we, we, we need to be making two or $300 more a week. So you really only need two or three. Now, if you go take this other job, you're going to have traveling expenses to drive back and forth to that job. Wear and tear. Lunches. You know, depending on the job, you don't have to buy stuff, you know, clothes, work boots, whatever the case may be. You're going to buy lunch every week, a coffee. So now you're down to, you're really only netting like $100 after all these expenses in daycare. Mm-hmm. You're only going to be making maybe $400 a month more. 
for some people, they are in that dire situation where they needed that $400 at bed. But to me, I'm like, is there not a way you can figure this out? Like, can you cut your overhead by 400 bucks? And then what dollar value are you putting into not raising your own kids? Because like we said, you could go to a daycare and there, there's not every daycare is good. There's definitely some shit people out there running daycares. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you see a lot of videos online of just like, especially teachers yeah. in the daycares. It's like, and then what you said, what a kid brings home from yeah. other kids. You never know oh, what, what Billy next door is dealing exactly. with. Exactly. Even in all the viruses you're getting every other week. Yeah. So, the, the so put, now you have to put a dollar value on that. Is it not worth a hundred bucks a week to be teaching your kid your values? Yeah. Now you're back to square one. Now you're working, you're not raising your kids, and you're you're spending a hundred dollars a week undoing whatever bad things are picking up at daycare in time. So you're it's a wash. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't think of it that way. They just think of it as I need to make four hundred dollars a month more, where it's like or maybe you need to go trade in that fancy car and trade down one. Lower your car payment. Or yeah. maybe you need to look into relocating your family. You know, that's a big thing in this country. Back in the day, a dad would move his whole family from Florida to California for a dollar an hour raise. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you can't get people to move across the street unless they're going to make like a hundred grand a year more than they were. Yeah. Like people's roots are so much harder to remove these days. Is it roots or just stubborn, being stubborn? Stubborn, yeah. Or, or, or more, more, more of a pride or an ego thing. I don't even think it's that. I think it's roots. I think it's the devaluation of the family tree or not family tree. How do I want to honor? No, the, uh, (laughs) we're going, we're going old Chinese. No, it's you, you bring shame to family. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like the whole, the whole family unit, the idea of a family unit has become a lower and lower value these days. You know, look at the stats on the number of single parent families where Mm -hmm. it's just moms. They're higher than they've ever been before. Single dads are higher than they've ever been before. The whole idea of a family being two parents and kids all together has just become less and less valued throughout time. Yeah, I mean, that's why divorce rates are so high. That Society too. has just taken away values of, you know, family and... I mean, look at divorce. Everything. I mean, just you everything. know firsthand. It's, How, it's, it's fun. Yeah, but... I'm going to talk okay. shit for sure. <laughs> your, di- your divorce, you know, you guys got married... But you didn't get married on a, a, a pillar that was already falling over. You had no major issues when you got married. They mm-hmm. came after, and they were unresolvable. That was why you got divorced, essentially. How many people do we see these days where they're two weeks into a crappy relationship and they're getting married? I love and you. And they're getting married. That's he what, already proposed. That's what I'm saying. Yes, so I'm not saying you can't get married and can't get divorced. What I'm saying is all these people... They're on, like these days you hear about people on their third marriage by the time they're 35. Like this is how invaluable. Well, look how much money they spent on that. A that wedding's too. expensive. A wedding's so expensive. Yeah, but I'm saying they that that's all it is to them. It's just another big party they get to throw. But like divorce the idea is so of, easy, I hear. Yeah, the the idea for women. Of, for women. <laughs> the idea of being married is just become less valuable. Yeah. I'm gonna have it, to it's some become more on this. Mine was fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said it was easy for women. So I could take half of his debt. Love no. it. Just kidding. Yeah, that's pretty much all you get from me. Is half, <laughs> I do the opposite. Half I know. of your life is going to Wells Fargo. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, I just... I think the whole idea of being a family unit has just become less valuable. Mm-hmm. The being, being able to show off has become more valuable. And what we started with was people not being willing to move. 
I think that has to do with, uh, you don't know what you don't know is a big thing. Up until a year ago, I didn't realize how much cheaper the cost of living really was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like I always knew living in Colorado, I mean, just from working like in the oil field, you're, you run into guys from all over and you would find out what these guys made to do the same work I do down in Texas. And they make far less. And you're just like, fuck, I ain't never in Texas. They pay me less. Mm-hmm. And you really don't understand like, oh, the cost of living is less. And to some people you hear that and you're just like, oh, I can make $2 an hour or less. That'd be fine. No, like in certain places in Texas, you can make half of what you make in Colorado and live like a king. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, like I said, I didn't really see it until I started traveling all over like places like Arkansas where you can go buy a nice house on 20 acres for a hundred grand. Oh yeah. You are not touching 20 acres of tumbleweeds in Colorado for a hundred grand. No, fuck no. And that's what I'm saying. Like if I would have realized that a lot sooner in life, you wouldn't be in Colorado. I wouldn't be here now. I would have left a long time ago. Now I've, uh, my root, my family roots have grown deeper here. The roots are too deep. He'll have to drag me kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah, the, the like so I've I'm 30 now and I'm still here. Now I've created more friends and I've got kids here now. My kids are starting school. So if I'm going to make a move, I have to do it soon because I don't want to be tearing my kids out of school in 8th grade mm-hmm. yeah. and tearing them away from everything they've known as children. I want them to be able to grow up kind of how I did, you know. I'm not best friends with everyone I grew up with, but there is 10 of us 15 of us that we've pretty much all went to school together from first grade and we all still live in the same place and we all know each other. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, it's kind of nice, you know, when, you know, I still have one good childhood friend that lives down the street. We don't see each other every day, but he's there. Yeah. He's there. We hang out from time to time, but we've known each other since we were like eight years old. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not going to get that if I uproot my kids when they're in 10th grade and move them. No. And they're going to hate me for it. So I, I got to think of it before then. And now I've also grown a business here. So now I got a whole nother set of roots that are stuck in the ground here because I can't just be like, hello, Wichita, Kansas. Welcome next level companies. <laughs> like everyone's like, who the fuck are you? You're just another guy with a truck now. Yeah. Like here, people are starting to know who the, who I am, you know, word of mouth spreads companies I've worked with are growing. So the work with them is growing stuff like that. But no, I, I just, like I said, that all started with just the degeneration of what I think like being a stay at home wife is, uh, is a good thing to do. I think it should be, I feel like it should be what some women should want to be. Yeah. It should be, I don't know, a lot more appreciated. Yeah. Is that the right way? Haley? I think so. Definitely. I need more appreciation, obviously. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like I said, it all goes back to what I said earlier. It's weird to think that you're rare. You went from being, if this was 20, 30 years ago, you would have just been one of a billion. Yeah. Now you're one in a billion. Yeah. Like it's completely different. Like I don't know. And I really don't know anyone else that's there's, doing what you do. There's definitely other people who are stay at home moms who. Yeah. But it's the minority. Have hobbies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you want to name drop so bad, but you're trying not to. <laughs> you can. We have a, we have a bleep button. A bleep no, I, I mean, it's kind of relevant. It's just, I don't know. I, I think about it a lot because I just think it's weird. Yeah. I think it's weird that you're weird for being a stay-at-home wife. And I'm yeah. like, why is that weird? That seems it like... It should be the it common should, goal. It should be a good goal. Yeah. Bring back womanhood. Well, there's 
there's like two sets of womanhood, you know, like we just had Stacy on who doesn't have kids and she is self-employed and she does her own thing. She's been doing her own thing. And that's, that's the whole other opposite of the spectrum. But I'm saying is like, it seems like if people, if you took you and her, right. Mm -hmm. And took a picture from a hundred feet back and you put your resume above your head and her resume above her head, everybody would not everyone, but the most of society would t- tell you, you should be Stacy. Right, right. Which is, you could be, but the, there shouldn't ever be a should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, th- it's kind of like how they say everyone needs to go to college. Like, it seems like now they tell women every woman needs to be a career woman. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be. You can be if you want to be, that's great. But just because you don't want to be doesn't mean you're anything less. There's literally nothing wrong with raising your kids, staying at home and supporting your husband weird so weird what is that i just took womenhood back <laughs> five you're, generations yeah, you're studying women back now yeah. <laughs> we better stop this episode <laughs> I, don't know. I could use a sandwich though <laughs> <laughs> i'll get right on that uh, just kidding. no i'm just saying like that's the that's the weird thing is, is it's it's that same analogy how many of us were told we had to go to college to make any money yeah we can all raise our hands here even stacy was told and you have to go to college. The thing she makes her money and her living at and the thing she loves doing didn't require any of the college education she actually got. Yeah. And that's and that's how I feel like they're telling women these days. It's like, you're not successful unless you're Stacy. Yeah. It's like, well, Stacy's successful. You're also successful. It's just two different... Successes. Bre- it's two different games. Yeah. It's not even comparable. Yeah. You're, yeah She's got apples and I got yeah. oranges. Yeah. It's like, oh... Yeah, what'd you say? Two different sports? Yeah. Yeah, that's how they're looking at it. And now they tell everyone, oh, you should only play that sport. Fuck yeah. that other sport over there. Yeah. It's like, what? Talk about play being American biased. Football. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's an odd one. Bring back family values. Yeah. Go against society. <laughs> Live <laughs> off the land. Society. That is a weird idea. Live off the land. <laughs> bring back family values. You're such a rebel. <laughs> such a rebel. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? How 1980 of you. <laughs> 1980, like 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> so we covered you being super supportive and how you think that's a good thing. Sometimes I wish you'd just argue with me so I could argue back. Oh my God, work. that's all he wants to do is argue. <laughs> I just need to work through some ideas sometimes. You know, I just don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> so we covered that. We covered gym life because i i just go yeah i found that super ironic that you fought me tooth and nail and now 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 what'd you say today i'm canceling your gym membership you lazy fat fuck yep you're canceled (laughs) no she wants to do like she wants to do mud runner and shit with you she said oh you do he said we need a rocket team not just a rocket john yeah you know, go to like the Tough Mudder and you can yeah. just have five people all geared he up. Said I, he, said, he said I need to do stuff and things. I said I would drive there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive you all there. Well, I mean, Stacey and I, we did the Rugged Maniac and then we might we might do the Spartan this year, which is a little bit harder, but we might have, I might have a rocket event that weekend. So I'm just waiting to see what happens. Interesting. The Spartans down in Fort Carson. She's being soft right now. She was in there fucking showing off her guns and all kinds of shit. Did I have muscles? Yeah. So weird. I have she's muscles. I have muscles. Like yeah. she, she was sitting there showing off her little bicep. I was like, that shit's as flat as my foot. So fuck off. Freud <laughs> <laughs> rage. Fuck it. Let's get a rocket. 5K team together. 
There you go. Let's do it. Damn. He said I have to do some things, so. You even got brand new shirts today. I did. Heck yeah. yeah. I'm going to represent at the gym. So, gym life, you say is awesome. It is very awesome. You recommend it to all moms? All moms. You think they have to do it or they should try it? They have to do it. You think it's a what, must? What, so, what if they just I like would have went five years ago. I don't know about Yoda. Yoga. Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> That's a little green guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong thing. Anyways, um, I definitely would have done it five years ago for sure. If I knew about it. It's funny because you kind of did because you were an athlete in school. No, I, I was totally an athlete. Like I was athletic, right? But I didn't know how much I missed it and didn't have it in my life. And then we covered that you are setting women back five generations by staying at home and making sandwiches. Absolutely. I make the best goddamn sandwiches ever. <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> so come on, tell me. Um, what else you got to say? That's, that's it. Yeah. You got nothing? I got nothing. You don't have any words of encouragement? Hobbies. Nothing. You said hobbies. Get oh my hobbies. God, hobbies. All of the hobbies. Her name is a uh, hobby junkie on Instagram. I am a hobby junkie. Um, Do you want that in the show notes? No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you so don't need no. to follow me. I don't follow anybody. <laughs> I just put it out there for myself of collection. I was you like, know? you got to put a hashtag so everyone else can see it. So, yeah. No. I was like, and now I just laugh at my own hashtags because I'm over here just hashtagging <laughs> she, dumb shit. <laughs> she makes up ha- like, okay, you know when you type in hashtag something and it'll tell you how many times that hashtag's used. When you pull up the one that says 17? Yeah. So That's she'll me. she'll she'll scroll past the one that says 2 million. This one's been used 3 times. Let me use it. I like it. It's, it's my point crossed. That's awesome. Even yeah. though I'm the only one using these hashtags, then no one's following me cuz I don't follow you back either. I'm not Rude. scrolling Instagram. You should. I am too busy. We discussed this. <laughs> not too busy to scroll Facebook. Hmm. I like ads. No, on that note. You like ads? <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? That's all. Hobbies, gym life. Hobbies, gym life. Raise your children. Feed your husband. I like it. <laughs> got anything you want to add, John? I feel like that is like the ending episode of like an old Duck Dynasty with Miss K saying that. <laughs> Make sure Phil's fed. <laughs> That's very accurate. No, it is. Like I said, it's weird. Yeah. No, it, I mean, I think... I mean, I came up with it. My, you know, my dad worked full time. My mom was stay at home mom, and she helped run the back end of his business. So, I mean, I come from the same area. I, yeah. I agree. Mm. Don't let other the world's fucking nuts nowadays. Don't let other people raise your kids. Yeah. I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't have much room to say. But I do agree. Yeah. No. And like I said, I, I understand there's situations where you need two incomes, or you need more income, or whatever you need. But I also. What I'm talking down on is I'm talking down towards when you have a two-parent household and both parents are working and it's not out of necessity. It's a, I need purpose, so I need to go to work. And then one person is complaining that their kids are learning bad things at school. Or they're not even noticing it because they're too busy needing purpose. It's like you can get your purpose at home with your kids kids. or like she said, with hobbies, with gym life, you know. You can very easily have your hobbies and turn it into an Etsy thing. Yeah. It could be a side hustle. It could be anything. But you, you see, I've seen it before where like guys are like, oh, my wife got a job. It's like, why? Uh, she was bored at home. You got... F- Paint you got a car. Sand your car. It's you, fine. You got two kids. How is she bored at home? But, 
but Haley, my nails are going to get ruined. <laughs> well, but that's... then you have excuse to go out and do them again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, she knows the system. <laughs> no, I don't get my nails done often. No, like, but what I'm saying though is, you'll see those people where mom and dad work, and you're like, or like you'll be like, I worked with the guy, and he's like, yeah, my wife's getting this job over here. She's going to be making like fucking three dollars a week, and I'm like, why? And he's like, well, she's bored at home. It's like, dude, you have two kids. How is she bored at home? Tell her to do shit with the kids or whatever. He goes, yeah, but, you know, I don't want her to be unhappy. And it's like, she said she needed something to do, so why don't you guys come up with something to do? Like like you were saying, you could, if there's something she likes to do, put some, put a little bit of funds behind it and try to make a side business out of it. Yeah. Or find something. But I don't think the solution is to go pay someone else to now raise your kids. And now you're gambling did you get a good babysitter? You, you never know. Cause you're good values. Yeah. Are you getting a good babysitter? Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. Is your kid around other good kids? Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. And now you might be spending four or five hours or four or five years down the road trying to unlearn something horrible. You might not even be able to unlearn it now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what I tell people is it's also, I think women get, they feel trapped a lot. Like if they're, let's say they were working, they leave work to go have a kid and that's new to them. Right. So she was a little different. She didn't work for many years before we had kids. So it, the, the adjustment was just kids. Now someone who was working and then left work and had a kid, now they got two adjustments. Now they don't work yep. and they have a kid. Mm-hmm. So I can understand. Extremely hard yeah, adjustment. I, I can understand them feeling trapped or feeling like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. But I'd also tell those people, it's also not forever. Your kids do age. They grow up so, so fast. Once they're six, seven years old, they're going to be in first grade all day. Yeah. Then if you're still stuck and confused and need purpose, you can go get a job while your kid's at school. Yeah. Now you're not losing any time. But zero to five is the most crucial age for kids. That's when they're the biggest sponges. That's when you want to pick up the most values. And Let's say zero to ten. Well, it never ends. But they <laughs> say zero to five is like the most crucial. And if you can, you should try to spend as much of that time as you can with your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And if you're not because by choice, I, I think that's a bad choice. Yeah. Now, granted, I understand some Colorado we've all talked about before, you know, costs a hundred grand to buy 10 acres of tumbleweeds out here. Yeah. You might be in a position where it's unfeasible to maybe you got three kids and you have to get a two bedroom apartment because a one bedroom one can't cut it no more. I understand that. There's obviously going to be exceptions to my, the bullshit coming out of my mouth. You know, I, I get it a hundred percent. I just, like I said, I, I sit around in a truck and I think a lot and I have a lot of dumb ideas sometimes. <laughs> and that's one of the things I'm like, it's so weird that my wife is a rare breed because she's a stay at home wife. That's weird. Why is that weird? And yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just weird for our area. I guess I didn't think of that either. It's Colorado. Probably just weird for our area. Colorado is a different area yeah. yeah it has changed a lot over the years so yeah, yeah we have to pay 10 I'm cents sure, for our fucking bags i'm now. sure if you went to arkansas that for another podcast or like oklahoma it'd be different yeah i guess that's pretty i better acknowledge that at least i'm sure maybe that is more a little bit more midwestern or even southern yeah i, I bet you that's something i didn't really think of too is it's probably a regional thing yeah yeah i mean i guess all the big cities would probably be that way well i mean colorado as a whole has changed over the past five plus years yeah super true so i guess now that i think about that i mean maybe i shouldn't be so judgy (laughs) but to the people in our area (laughs) i guess i'll say (laughs) (laughs) maybe i'm speaking out of turn because maybe like you guys said you get 
a little more Midwest, a little more South, hell, even North, you know, I'm sure they're North Dakota, Montana. It's all pretty similar to how they live in the Midwest. Oh, yeah, the, the, oh there's the plains. You wife's going to get a job where we, we own 5,000 acres of a ranch. You're going to drive an hour and a half. Yeah. Hell no. The, mm-hmm. o- the only thing within go, 30 go miles is a dollar general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dollar generals everywhere. Yeah. I swear there. You ever seen that meme where it was like the middle of nowhere and then it's like, boom, a dollar general drops. <laughs> yeah. I found it. I'm not even shitting you. <laughs> I was driving through like fucking way back country. I think it was Iowa. Like cornfields and cornfields. I'm just fucking rolling. I, I get creative sometimes when I'm driving. I don't like the interstates. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll look on my own little map and say, fuck the GPS. I'm going to take all these little state highways. and uh, Get a better see of the state. Yeah. Well, I like rural country. You yeah. know, like we were talking about before, I like driving through and seeing these little towns and wondering what they were 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I was driving through, and I think it had been like 20 minutes since the last little town. And it's just like all just fields. Not even farmhouses, just massive properties full of fields. And I pull up, and there's like this four-way stop I see on the little GPS on my screen coming up in like two miles. And I pull up, and there's nothing on all three sides, and right on the corner is just a Dollar General. (laughs) And then on my map, it said like the nearest gas station was like 16, 17, 18 miles away or something. Oh, wow. And I looked at it, and it's just a little town, like a Prospect Valley-sized town. So it's like nothing. And it was like another hour until I got to another big city. So I was like, I found the, the Dollar General, the middle of nowhere. It literally is. Just nothing within at least 30 minutes in any direction. It's like they found the central location. They're like, we'll drop one here because these six people and these six people will all <laughs> meet in the middle. But no, it's crazy. I'm glad we had this talk. Hopefully we warmed you up for the next time you're on. Yeah, definitely. Break the ice. Broke the ice. You just skip over this episode and then we'll just go to the next. Oh, we're not skipping shit. <laughs> I'm going to have to boost your sound a lot. Probably, because I don't have a mom voice with these damn mics. Yeah, you do right there, see? I'll see. Mom voice. Mom voice. But no, we'll definitely do another one. I think we'll do another one with Stacy too, because this one was mainly just about her current business. Less about being a woman doing the business, you know what I mean? For sure. She talked a lot about her photography, but I think it'd be cool to do one where it's more about the business side of it. And that's what we're going to do with you too. Oh, let's bust out the carrier packets. <laughs> no, but <laughs> food for thought for the next one. Hmm. Business focused. Business focused. Deep dive into next level companies. Yep. Starring Haley. Starring Haley. It's a great day at next level. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody is in our area and has ever had to deal with a Ford dealership, you know where that came from. (laughs) All right, folks, we'll wrap this one up. Hopefully you guys will get through these two episodes with guests and then hopefully we'll get some more guests on pretty soon. I know we have two more that I think we're pretty sure on. Just need dates. Yeah, we have for sure people that want to do it and are ready. It's just a matter of getting the appropriate time frame. Yeah, just Haley quit sending me out of town. Scheduling. Quit sending me out of town. Yep. So if you want to hear more guests, let Albert know and put it in the comments saying, Haley, bring him home. (laughs) Hashtag it. (laughs) Yeah. Bring Albert home. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, other than that, look out for us on online. All the socials. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Make sure you share the podcast, guys. Oh, yeah. 
So we, Thank need, you. we need to get some advertisers so we can build the studio. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> See ya. Bye.